0: and grab a pen. You're gonna wanna write this down. Hey, welcome to the Confidence and Communication podcast. I am excited to bring this episode. Today, I have a guest and her name is Natalie Supes. Natalie is helping CEO women elevate their online brand presence through IG management and more and she's also the CEO and founder of SNS Creative and the reason that I have this podcast because of one of our Instagram DMs so I'm super excited to have her we've talked so many times about recording this podcast together and now she's here so welcome
1: Natalie Thank you so much. I am so excited. This is the most excited I've ever been to record a podcast because it's been a long time coming. (laughs) It has been. And you know what? I just have to say, I
0: love your last name, Supes. It just, it sounds so cool. Like it just rolls off the tongue.
1: Thank you. I'm going to have to tell my husband that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I guess it's his name. Anyway, yeah, like super happy to have you. I'm really excited to learn more about what Natalie does on a day-to-day because you are active on social media. You talk a lot about SNS Creative. You have your own podcast. Like there's a lot going on with you. So introduce yourself. How do you introduce yourself? I love
1: that. I feel like my parents and my friends can also like get from this because a lot of them have no idea either. It's so funny. But like you said, I'm the founder um, and CEO of SNS Creative, which is a social media management agency as well as a digital marketing company. So our main business, what we, you know, bring in most of our income from is helping service-based, typically women-owned businesses elevate their online brand presence through Instagram mostly. So, you know, doing all of their posts, creating their posts, doing engagement for them, all of that kind of stuff. So that is our main business. And then a lot of those clients also have podcasts. So we do podcast production, editing, creating content for podcasts, and creating podcasts here and there as
0: well. Super cool. I'm active on Instagram. How is your advice? Like, I guess, different or the same from like what you see me doing? What, what is your business like?
1: Well, so you have time, like not, no, you don't have time, but you have, you have a love for reels and like you have a creative zone of genius. So what you're doing is perfect. But many CEO women who have like a business that they are maybe a brick and mortar, or maybe they are some kind of therapist, or it's taking a lot of their time to do the business side of things. They don't have time to create even one post a month. And a lot of them don't. So they start a business page And their business page kind of dies because they don't have time to create content. And they really end up leaving a lot of money on the table because they're not using social media for what it can be when it comes to business. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of take over that side. We learn their brand voice. We learn what they would like to create. And a lot of them are already, you know, putting out eBooks for their clients or blog posts or whatever it is. So we take their content or we, we create content for them and make sure that they're consistent online. So what you're doing is awesome. It's just a lot of business owners, especially you know when they get to that, I always say around six figures, so when a hundred thousand and above, there's just a lack of time to do it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm the same. Like I am my ideal client because I, when starting my business, I'm like I love Instagram. It's like home for me. I think that's mm-hmm. both of us. That's why we connect so well there. Yeah. But for me to create one reel takes an hour, and a lot of the times I don't have that hour. Mm-hmm. So I've now got my team to start creating things for us. So we can also be consistent. And I can take my own advice, <laughs>
0: right? So cool, and that's very interesting. And I often get people will say to me things like, "You're always on Instagram," or "You're always doing something. You're so busy." I didn't know, that I didn't know I'd be doing this. It just kind of happened. But creating content is like I'm at a place now where it's come natural to me. Of course, when I started, like it was. I wanted to cry. I wanted to bang my head on the wall. Like I hated it. And I thought it was stupid. But I knew that I just I wanted that presence. And so I've created my business around having a way where I can spend an hour on Instagram, and it's not damaging to me. So I totally get it for people who don't, because sometimes I'm like, well, just do this. And, you know, like the way that I've set my business up is like, I don't have a brick and mortar. Right. And so I can totally imagine how people just it's, well, I wanted to say, I can imagine, but I can't imagine social media being not a part of what you're doing.
1: Right. Right. And so some of our clients, like, I'm just going to tell you some of our clients, some of our clients are dentists, therapists, HR companies. We have a client who has a club for women of color, but in the professional field. So like entrepreneurs, things like that. Um, We have a writer and she's a writer coach. So a, a nutritionist, a lactation consultant, IBCLC, a doula massage therapist. So all of those people, most of them are doing stuff all day. So then they also have families cuz the women owned mostly and by the time they get home it's just like if I have to sit at my phone I'm going to be scrolling because I want to be not cuz I have to be Right. So I get it. I'm yeah I totally get it cuz I go to Instagram to create as an outlet And that's why I think this business is so great for me. But, you know, people who are working all day, giving their time up, and then they have to create and especially if they're not creative, because I think you and I are very creative and it's fun. Mm -hmm. Even if like, sometimes it's hard or the ideas or whatever, we're creative at at our Soul, but pe- some people aren't, and mm-hmm. so they like look at a reel, and they're like, "There's no way I can even bathom them doing that," or or even static posts or content writing, you know. So mm-hmm. yeah, it is. But then, like you said, it is. It needs to be a part of a business, and I mean, I can't even imagine not having my business on Instagram. I don't think I would be around. I don't yeah. know about you. I you think yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> exist. <laughs> I would not exist. Yeah. And so I think a lot of people, even when they start their business, if they're not in the Instagram world, like you and I, they don't even realize how much money they're leaving on the Mm -hmm. table by not utilizing that platform or utilizing social in general. It's not just a Google to see who you are. People go there to learn your personality, to see if they trust you, if they vibe with you. We're in 2022. So it's not like 2019 or 2011 where it's like, oh, you have a business that's going to do what I need. Okay. I'm going to hire you. It's, I want to know what you ate for breakfast. Do you have a family? Do I like the colors of your brand? You know All those things. And if you're not on there, then sadly people lack trust in you.
0: That's right. They want to know, do I support what you stand for? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's really important. You know, one of the things that, um, I've been hearing like pretty often lately from clients who have joined me for one-on-one coaching and joined my program is I checked you out on social media and I listened to your podcast. As soon as they say that, I'm just like, Oh my God, I'm so happy. I have a podcast. Like I, I love, love that.
1: Either. I love that so much.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about your marketing background. Like, how did you get started in your marketing, that whole side of it,
1: but also social media? Yeah. So I actually have a degree in marketing and and international business from the University of Manitoba. So I did that a long, long, long time ago in a different life and then 11 years ago, 12 years ago, I graduated. So it was a while ago. I was actually doing, I was a hairstylist at the same time and a party bus host and a million other things. So I've always been a chameleon, whatever I was doing, I was always had like two or three part-time jobs doing something random, um, which now I look back on and I'm thankful for, cause it really helps me to chameleon to my clients' businesses. But right out of university, after I graduated, I went straight into corporate sales. I was really great at it. I always say I made billion dollar companies, millions of dollars. Like I, I was great at it because I really care about helping people. No matter what job it's, I've had, like the party bus host, I helped drunk people. make it back on the bus. And hairstylists, I made help people like how they looked. And whatever it was, I was really passionate about people, even like a restaurant hostess, you know, like it it all was about helping people no matter what direction it was. So in sales, I helped people get what they wanted. I helped them with whatever the problem was when I came to sales. And it was always business to business sales. But I always knew that I had a dream to own my own business. And I literally remember, I said this somewhere else today, but I remember sitting in my living room like six years ago thinking like, if someone could just tell me what business to open, I would be really successful. Like I would be, but I don't know what to do. And I was like trying to open some kind of t-shirt business and like graphic that like, I didn't know what I could do, you know, I'm very talented, like I'm very artistic, I love painting, I painted a whole mural in my daughter's nursery, I, you know, I was a hairstylist, (laughs) but then I'm also very like, I love sales, I love business, I love that kind of stuff, I'm passionate about it, so I never could put two and two. So during the corporate career, I started um, my own health and fitness journey. I have a chronic illness. And so I started coaching other women in their own health journey, kind of turned into Crohn's disease coaching. So helping women with Crohn's disease, just strengthen their health, I guess, not obviously cure their disease by any means, but just really get into the health and fitness world. But then at the end of 2019, right before the world shut down, I got pregnant with my daughter And I just dropped all of the side hustle stuff. I had a group coaching program coming. I had all this stuff. I literally stopped it all and just focused on my corporate job and being pregnant. And then um, when my daughter came in July of 2020, I had quite severe postpartum anxiety for about six months. So that's a big blur for me. And then um, I was kind of ready to hop back into things. I was always posting on Instagram, just sharing my story. And a few friends who had businesses reached out to me to manage their social. And I was like, oh my God, just like a literal Oprah light bulb moment, like, I can do that. That's a job. Wait, can I get paid to like. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's what it's all about. (laughs) (laughs) At that same time, like that week, I think I was following someone. Well, I always followed her, but I think either she had an ad or one of her stories that she had a course for, to become a social media manager. And I was like, on maternity leave, making no money. This course was a thousand dollars. I was making like 2000 a month on maternity leave, like nothing. My husband, you know, we were just scraping by on maternity leave. That's what you do here in Canada. <laughs> and then I was like, I think I need to do this. And he's like, yes, absolutely. Right now. And so I did. And I think four weeks into the six week course, I had four or five clients already. Wow. And- yeah, just, it really it was like a universe handed me a present because it, it's just so aligned with everything I do. And so I get to help these women business owners expand their business. Mm-hmm. The first client I had was a good friend of mine. And in the first week she made like $4,000 more in her brand new business. Wow. Yeah. That's so amazing. it was just like, I could cry thinking about it. Like it's so exciting. And I feel yeah. really, like there was a gap in the way that business owners were serviced by social media managers. A lot of the time, social media managers, you can hire someone from anywhere on Upwork for, you know, whatever amount. They, they'll they make a cool post for you and they'll post maybe a sentence, but there's no strategy, no business side of things, you know, no managing engagement, whatever. So, yeah, I kind of crafted everything towards our, our target audience. And it's been, yeah, a roller coaster ever since. Wow. That's
0: so exciting. I love it. And I love how your partner is so supportive. That's beautiful. So that was really nice. But I mean, you have to be in a position to be open to messages from the universe to say, this is a gift from the universe, right? Like you were seeking, what am I going to do with my life? That was always the question oh. I asked myself, what am I going to do with my life? So that's, that's amazing. And that's so much fun. Can you tell us a little bit about I don't know how much I can dig into the work that you actually do with your clients, but how are you structuring the posts where they're getting paid like their income is just increasing immediately like how does that happen.
1: Yeah. So I'm not going to say all of our clients income increase now for sure. Cause I mean, some clients aren't even, that's not their goal on Instagram. Their goal is just to be consistent or to gain more engagement, whatever it is. But we do have, so our social media management agency is structured in a way that I oversee strategy. So I have the brand voice conversation, what's the goals, all of that kind of stuff. And then I have content managers, content specialists Who are really good at creating graphics, who, you know, bring in the the different photographs, whatever, and they write really great captions. And then we have engagement specialists who are on our clients' accounts engaging with their target audience. So we have all of that. And then the the way that we structure their content is, well, depends what their business is. But we put together a a strategy with about five pillars of different types of subject matters, I guess, that we're going to create content around. So let's say one is personal stories, because we all know everyone on Instagram is nosy. So if you're trying to create a brand, you still have to infuse the personal aspect. Inspirational, maybe, maybe educational to make the client an expert, whatever, whatever those five strategic pillars are. And then we write captions around that Mm -hmm. and we do monthly analytics. So every month we're, all of us are looking at the analytic reports and seeing, okay, what worked, what didn't work is the hashtag strategy working. This one's not, this one is, um, let's do more of these posts, less of those posts, that kind of stuff.
0: Amazing. That's so cool. I love that you get to do that all day. Like, (laughs) like I, and again, like I love, I love being able to do that. And there are times where I will get a lot of anxiety And uh, like not from social media, just from life in general. Uh, (laughs) And I will stay off of social media for like three or four days. Like I will feel like last week after my period ended, or maybe it was during, I can't remember. But for some reason, I was just really feeling like, I need to change my life. You know how you have those days? (laughs) So at one point I was looking at my phone and I'm thinking, shit, I should post something today. And then (laughs) my anxiety is like, Uh, No, the fuck not. Like, we're not doing that. We're not doing that anymore. We're never doing it again. (laughs) (laughs) So It was bizarre. And then I was like, okay. So one of the things that I've learned in the last couple of years is to really like listen to my energy. And so I knew, okay, like I'm not, not posting. I'm not going on there today. I'm not doing it. And that's fine. I, I believe that if I don't post for a day it's or two or three, it's not going to like kill my business. Like I'm, I'm really proud about my energy being there because I know that can be a lot of stress and anxiety for people.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: But <laughs> of course, once I felt better, I'm like, yeah, we're back.
1: <laughs> I mean, I relate. Like even myself, I hardly post anymore. Because I, it's just the, not just the time, but the anxiety of like, what should I post? Is this the right, whatever, you know, even when it's my own posts and I do this for a living for my clients, I have no problem creating for my clients, but sometimes to sit down and do it for myself is just like. It's a lot. And I mean, there's a lot of comparison and imposter syndrome, all of that stuff that comes up with social too. I mean, the icky side of it, I guess. If someone's listening to this, who wants to manage their their Instagram all by themselves and, you know, create those posts and the pillars and do the engagement, finding a way that it feels good, like it feels authentic and you can get consistency, but then you're also not beating yourself down if you miss one, two, three, four days.
0: Yeah. Excellent. Okay. So I want to shift our conversation a little bit towards the podcast and I want to share for our listeners a little bit about how that happened. So from what I recall, you told me someone shared one of my posts that you saw. I I can't remember if you know who that was or if it matters. And it was during a weekend where I was sharing, there's about 10 slides and I try to update it once in a while, but I share a little bit about my background and my story. It really is my story of growing up with really low self-esteem, growing up in poverty, abusive relationships, blah, 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 all that stuff, and then becoming the person who people see me as today, and I try to talk about some of the challenges. So I shared that on this particular day, and you responded, and you said you should have a podcast, and I was like, I would love a podcast, and I've thought about that several times, but I don't want to learn anything else right now. Like I'm done. I'm capped. And your response was, this is not a sales pitch at all, but people need to hear your story. And I actually own a podcast company.
1: (laughs) I'm like, what? I mean, I I meant that from the heart because I was I I grew up in the same area of Winnipeg that you did. So your story really hit home. I didn't have like siblings or anything, but I did go to schools in that area. I mean, I was kidnapped when I was five and okay, it sounds worse than it is. But I mean, like I was going on McGregor and Manitoba. To a corner store, like a few houses from my parents' house, and uh, I got like put into a car. The neighbor had to pull me out through the window. Like it was a whole thing. Holy um, shit! Yeah, I mean, I got jumped many times. Like, or no, I got jumped really once. We would have people drinking in our backyard in the middle of the night. Our cars got stolen over and over. So I related a lot to your story of you grew up from this place and now look at me, kind of thing. Not look at me by any means, but like I made it. You know, I'm I'm doing something that maybe I wasn't on the, on the trajectory to do, but mm-hmm. your story just like was so the way those 10 slides are just so captivating. I was like, I want to know more, please tell me what happened. Like, what did you do after? And like, <laughs> you, you know, can I, is there somewhere I can go to listen? And then when you said I've always wanted to do that, I'm like, well, why aren't you?
0: <laughs> yeah. And I've told you this many times, like it's a dream come true having a podcast. So I'm so thankful that you do that work and that you saw my story
1: that day. (laughs) (laughs) That you, you like jumped in and you trusted us, but also I think your listeners are so thankful as well because your podcast is so captivating and you're, I mean, you're a phenomenal speaker, but the stories you share and how vulnerable you get, even our, we have podcast editors on our team and all of them fight over editing your podcast because it's their favorite to edit. So like, and not that to say for my other clients who are listening, they don't have great podcasts, but you have like this way of telling stories that makes people want to listen. So that's amazing
0: thank you thank you so much for saying that so what is your goal for podcasting like so you started a podcast and you're like let's start a podcast company like what is podcasting to you
1: yeah so it was two years ago when a friend and i were at a coffee shop just hanging out she's been on your podcast before shalinda And uh, we were having a conversation and I told her, I've always wanted to start a podcast called Sick and Successful. Like, I know you've struggled with cancer in the past. I have Crohn's. Like, would you do that with me? And she's like, absolutely. So we kind of had different strengths. Like she is in the radio industry. I am business. So in the first week, we're like, why is this so easy? Like people say it's so hard to start a podcast for me. I was like, okay, here's where we got to go. This is the website we need. This is the, that, this is the, this. And she's like, okay, this is the equipment, blah, blah, blah. And we were going. Well, I know I've seen a lot of other people are like, I've actually tried to start a podcast myself prior to that with a few other friends. And we couldn't get it off the ground because it was so complicated. And so I was like, okay, well, we need to do this for other people. Like my business mind was just like, um, where, and, and a week later we had our first client (laughs) and it kind of just went from there. And so while I was pregnant and then when I had my baby, we still, I believe we always had a client or two. But it, it kind of took a dip and then went up and went down. And just recently, um, she has stepped away. So now I'm doing the podcast on my own. It's no longer the Sick and Successful podcast. It's the For the Success podcast. But that's kind of how it all started. And, and I don't know, it's such a cool, different place than social media because you get to be authentic. No one's censoring and anything. You can just be yourself and talk about whatever. I have an episode coming out that's like talking about a horror horror online dating story. And my, my whole, I know, listen, go ahead for that one. <laughs> <laughs> the same day that this episode comes out. Okay. Know. Good to know. So we're
0: <laughs> linking all of these together.
1: Yeah. But so it's just so fun. Like you can, d- even though my niche is business and, you know, all those types of things, you can do whatever you want. And it's just it's like this free playground and I just I really I think podcasting is really gonna blow up in the next few years even more than it already has. So I am pretty passionate about it as well.
0: Awesome. So I'm trying in my head I'm trying to put together the highlight of this podcast and I mean I think the conversation alone is really beneficial to people. I think that for people out there who want a podcast should do it. <laughs> and Natalie, like, it's been so easy to work with you. Like I love, I love it. And I tell people all the time because I get questions, you know, what is it like? And like I shared earlier, I can't remember, was I recording when I said that a coaching client or coaching clients have said, I listen to your podcast and they're like ready to buy. I don't remember if I said that while we were recording, but I wanted to say that again. I feel like it's great content to share While I'm posting on social media, because again, for others who want to know more about me, who I am, what I stand for, what I believe in, blah, 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 the podcast is a great place for them to go. And I think that as women in general, I mean, what I coach on is helping women take up space to use their voice. And sometimes that means having a podcast, right? Having your own place where you are sharing your message. And like you said, uncensored, and then it's just out there. So years ago, I remember hearing people talking about writing a book and part of the conversation was writing a book. It's such an incredible contribution to humanity in many ways, obviously, but no one ever throws away a book. You're moving, you're cleaning. No one throws away a book. What do you do? You put it aside, you give it away, you store it forever, whatever, but no one gets rid of a book. And so since I've started my podcast, I'm recognizing it's almost like a digital book, right? It's like this digital content that's out in the world and it's going to be there forever. As long as I, as long as I pay my yearly, my my yearly, whatever that, (laughs) whatever that thing's called, but it's so cool. So I think like, I just wanted to take a second to encourage people who are wondering, like, should I do a podcast? Like fucking do it. (laughs)
1: literally it is it number one it's growing so fast like it's the thing that Spotify Apple everyone's putting all their money into number two it's a great way to build your brand and build your business it's really cathartic I feel like I like if I'm having a bad day I sit down and record an episode I'm like oh I did something today yeah like you said it is putting something out there like I just had one of our new employees she's like I'm going back to episode one we're on like episode 58 I'm like that is a lot of hours you're about to spend <laughs> listening <for more. laughs> you know? to yeah. they want to binge your content and they can from 2 years ago get to know who you were. And and it's just really cool when you go back and look. We didn't podcast for about a year when I was on maternity leave and people were still listening every single week, every single month to our old episodes. It was just so cool to look at the statistics while we weren't recording. And there was still people going back and listening and listening to new ones, finding them, searching stuff. It's just like, How awesome is that? You're just putting it out in the world. You don't have to do your makeup. Don't have to have a pretty background, just like a computer and a microphone. (laughs) Yeah. So here's a question for you as someone who's a
0: podcaster and who listens to podcasts. So sometimes you'll hear about, okay, a friend is on one or I got to listen to this podcast. And then you look and there's like 200 episodes. Where do you
1: start? I will read the titles typically and see what t- how long they are. So I never start from the beginning. I probably don't think I've ever went back to number one because I feel mm. like this is maybe biased opinion, but like, you know, the first and second episode is probably going to be trash. <laughs> <laughs> the last ones are going to be better. Yeah, I mean, ex- like maybe not for someone like you who's a speaker already, but for someone who's just starting out and you- it's your first time turning on the microphone, phone I know I was like my voice was a little shaky and I didn't know how to keep a conversation and there was a lot of edits and whatever so I don't go back to anybody's first episode but if it's someone I'm binge listening to I will listen to just whatever ones that kind of pique my interest
0: Mm, interesting
1: so I usually I'll listen to whichever one like if
0: someone recently shared one with me and so I listened to that one And then I always scroll back to number one and I'll always listen to the first episode. And the reason I do that is because my number one episode was, or my first episode was my story. And so I try to get a little bit of the information of why did they start this podcast? So I always go back to number one and then I go through the titles because if there's like, especially if there's over a hundred, it's like overwhelming. Where do you start? Yeah. So I'll start at one and then I'll look read the titles and then that's how I choose what I, I listen that. to.
1: That's such a cool insight. I noticed for myself, I don't like going back too far. I listen to a podcaster right now who stopped podcasting and I love her content, but I can't force myself to listen to anything that was over a year old. I don't know where that's funny.
0: That is so funny. Okay. So let's get into some tips that you might have for someone who's starting a business or they have a business.
1: Yeah, I think the biggest tip I would have, and this kind of goes with what we were just talking about, if you hate Instagram reels and like, you're not going to do it, but maybe you'll post, take some time to figure out what it is that you like. Maybe you don't like Instagram at all, but you want to start a podcast. Um, Maybe both of them sound gross to you and you want to be on LinkedIn sharing some kind of articles, whatever it is, it's so important for your brand to be online somewhere because when someone's going to hire you or you're starting a business, we live in 2022 and they're going to Google your name. And if you don't show up, if your brand, if there's nowhere they can go to quote unquote binge you to find your content, and I mean, having long form content and short form content is ideal. But if there's nowhere they can go, I mean, maybe just like a short website. the the chances are you're You're leaving a lot of money on the table. So finding something that you enjoy, that brings you passion, that gives you energy versus takes it away. And we're all different humans, right? So for us, it's podcasting and Instagram, maybe for someone it's YouTube and LinkedIn, whatever there, everyone lives on those platforms. So make sure you're utilizing it for your business.
0: Amazing. So another question came to mind. You have a beautiful website and mine is not mine's a mess. So I never send anyone there, but I feel like I have enough content out there that if someone Googles me, they can learn about me. They don't have to go to my website. So that's how I feel. But a lot of entrepreneurs, even a lot of my speakers, they think, Oh, I can't put my name out there as a speaker until I have a website. So what are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, first of all, I just got off a call with a website designer because I hate my website. So that's funny. It's gorgeous. Oh my God. I love your website. Well, thank you. That's very sweet. I think websites, for me, I didn't want to start till I had a website because I'm a creative person and creating my website myself gave me kind of the roadmap towards what I wanted to do in business. It's like, it's my first start when I start a business. Like when I started my health business, the first thing I did was create a website. Have I ever gotten a client from my website? Well, one. I've gotten one client from my website ever. And she Googled me and found me from this website that I have now. But other than that, all of the other clients we've ever had was never from my website it can be a good place to send people to read your bio or, you know, to check things out. That's all together, but it's absolutely not a necessity. Like it's the last necessity.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you for saying that. And I want to throw a wrench in there (laughs) because, and I totally agree with that. Like that's the advice that I give people is you don't need a website. Like there's so many other places to build content. So like a month ago, I don't know, six weeks. I don't know. You'll remember this day. Instagram went down. Ooh, yep. And up to that point, I, like there's, a, so you probably know this way because you're the marketing that you do, but there is a way that you can set up your Instagram to actually be your website, right? With the highlights for your bio, blah, 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 all that stuff. How much do you feel that we can rely on? things like Instagram. Well,
1: the thing is you don't own it. Right. So that actually, that gave me uh, a little bit of a like light bulb moment too. And which was why I had the call with the website designers, because I know I need to grow my email list. Email mm. is the only thing you own. And mm-hmm. I also think it's when you get to a certain point in business, it's really important to give content away. So, you know, like in marketing terms, a lead magnet, but something that, you know, a template for your clients or a checklist or whatever it is to grow your email list. And that's something I really want to offer. And I think is a good way to grow your business. And the only way to really do that is via an Instagram or I mean, via your website, your email list is the only thing online you own. You don't own LinkedIn, you don't own YouTube, you don't own Instagram. And like when it crashes, I know I was in the middle of sending a pitch to someone to be on their podcast when it crashed. And I never, ever sent it again, because I got so discouraged trying to send it like twice. And I did it a video and whatever and it crashed and I didn't go back on. But like if Instagram crashed tomorrow, well, first of all, my business would probably crash because it's all about Instagram. <laughs> but, you know, I still have clients. We'd still be able to figure out a different social media platform. I could still function. But how yeah. would I market? So I would have to create a whole new clientele if I didn't have a podcast so mm-hmm. maybe what I'm saying is your website can be a great place to, to start owning your audience. But if you don't want to create a website, your podcast can kind of alter or be a part of that, right? Because if Instagram went down for you tomorrow, you could go on your podcast and say like, I'm still here. Find me over on Facebook. Or, I guess they're the same. Find me over on LinkedIn. <laughs> True. Um, but yeah, the ultimate thing to say is growing your email list is really important.
0: Mm, that's a really good point. I'm really glad that you brought that up. I sent an email out to my email list yesterday. I didn't realize I had 200 people on my email list. And I never emailed them. I'm I'm sorry. I'm gonna start I always say that. That was great. Thank you for that. You know, throwing that last thing in there. I think that was great.
1: Yeah, there's also um, not just email lists. There's actually text lists. Now it's something I'm looking into. But It's really, really cool, especially for podcasters, because we can say, text me at 61 blah, 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 and tell me if you like this episode. And then anytime you have an episode, it can text them directly to their phone and say, hey, just had an episode out. Here's the link. Oh, my God.
0: Oh, my God. I'm totally signing up for that as soon as this is done recording.
1: (laughs) I'll give the company a shout out. And their brand new company, their name is Norby, N-O-R-B-Y. I think they're like So brand new that you have to even request to get access to their thing, but they are so affordable. It's like I think it's $20 a month for this text line and the email list and they do it all and they can have event signups on there. And I guess they're gonna have to sponsor your episode, but
0: (laughs) super cool. Super cool. Yeah, we'll make that happen. And how do people find you?
1: (laughs) Well, I'm gonna commit to also making that happen because I keep saying I'm gonna, but I want to. So (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that is the coolest thing that I needed to hear today. So you can find me. My website is www.sandscreative.ca or on Instagram, creative, Or my personal one is for the success on Instagram.
0: Excellent. Thank you so much for your time today. This was so much fun. I knew that we're not going to have any problems having things to talk about. So this was so much fun. Thanks, Natalie. I loved being on the podcast and I'm so excited to hear it. (laughs) Hey, me too. Thank you so much for listening. Miigwech, Egoce, Merci. Please don't leave without hearing me tell you that you are worthy and your time is worthy, which is why I'm so happy you chose to listen to this podcast. If there was something in this message that resonated with you, please take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story and tag me at Dumas one because if you found this helpful, your friends and your cousins will want to know about it. Until next time, decide you are worthy of what you want and go get it.